Welcome to the Probate Mastermind Podcast. These episodes are recorded live once a week and are hosted by the AllTheLeads.com coaches. Agents, investors, and wholesalers join the coaches for everything from marketing tips, sales psychology, live deal analysis, transaction engineering, advanced real estate strategy, and personal development. You will learn to get more listings, more deals, and find financial freedom by listening to these episodes. Be sure to catch show notes at alltheleads.com slash podcast and join our free Facebook mastermind community, All The Leads Mastermind. Welcome to all of our brilliant agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021, and this is Mastermind Podcast number 327. Congratulations to Joe Lehman. I think that's two out of the last three weeks. Joe won an award. We we started something last week, guys. We've been doing our win of the week for years now. We give a, a prize away for the person that has the best probate success story. And last week, we started our idea of the week. And Joe had a great idea for if all your other lead sources are hyper-competitive right now, and some of the sellers want more than the properties are worth, reach out to absentee owners and vacant houses, especially the absentee owners. That was a great idea. Those people, a lot of them own property remotely, not by choice, and a lot of them can be more motivated to sell than the FISBOs and expireds in your market. So we encourage you guys to participate in both those contests, the win of the week for probate-specific deals and... The um, idea of the week goes for anything that you're doing now in this crazy seller's market to generate extra business. And right now, we have no one in the queue. So, Bruce, we may take you up on what you wanted to talk about. Guys, don't be shy. We got a pretty good number of people on the call. Nothing is really, as long as your language is good, nothing's off limits on these calls. Just hit star six and hit one and we can help you with whatever you need help with. I'm going to text him and see if he's on the way. And Bruce, you had something you wanted to share with the group while we're waiting for people to participate. Go ahead. So I'm going to go ahead and say, as long as your language is okay, it doesn't have to be, (laughs) it doesn't have to even be great. Just uh, we know what to steer away from. Okay. Uh, Even if it's not great. Okay. So I kind of, I've been processing this concept of, of building a brand and ultimately that's what we're doing with in, in our probate businesses. That's what you're also doing in your general real estate businesses. Any of you, whether you're an investor, buying houses for cash, a wholesaler, a real estate broker, a real estate agent, whatever you do, you are a business owner. And even if it's not in probate, what you're doing is you're building a brand for yourself and everybody that uh, enters your um, sphere and enters your audience, whether it's a probate lead or a sphere of influence or a different type of lead, anyone that enters that audience of yours needs needs time to recognize you and see you as credible to their life. The way that I've watched agents for many years and the way that a real estate agent typically goes about building their brand is they meet a new person. So they pull a new person into their audience and they say, uh, hi, my name's Bruce and I'm a real estate agent. And that person, okay, great. All right, so that person now knows you. Hopefully there's a little bit of rapport and they know what you do. And then you as an agent, if you're doing it the traditional way and the way that you've been taught for years is you start saying, who do you know that needs my service? Can you send me your referrals? Do you need to buy or sell a house? Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? And it sales. And 
so what ends up happening is after a couple of calls and after a couple of interactions with that person, you wonder why they're no longer taking your call. And this applies whether you're dealing with, with a probate lead or someone in your sphere of influence or really any type of lead. And honestly, this applies to you if you're, even if you're selling insurance or financial advice. Whatever it is, if, you're, if you have a service to sell, that approach is the approach that I've seen people take for many years. And you always wonder why people blow you off. I've taken that approach many times. And I've lost friendships, uh, not because we're enemies anymore, but because they quit taking my call when I was taking that type of a sales or a brand building approach. So I want to talk to you guys really quickly about a new approach that I've been formulating and working on. And it's called, I'm calling this the credibility gap. And the reason is because what you're missing, if you're not getting the conversion that you want, if you're not getting the business that you want, either from your probate leads or any other type of business you want, it's probably because you don't um, have any credibility with that person. They think of you as just Bruce that they met one time and that asks for business every time you call. They don't think of you as being a, a credible person to their life. And so there's a big gap between getting to know someone and making them aware of what you do and making them trust you. I think most of it I've mentioned on these calls that I know a couple hundred financial advisors. And in my mind, in my subconscious, I have a ranking system for those financial advisors. And I've had many of them come to me and say, hey, why don't you send me your business or why uh, don't you let us manage your money, Bruce? And I have these very candid and frank conversations with them. And I told one guy, I said, because you rank number five, on my list of financial advisors. He said, what do I need to do to rank number one? And I said, you don't need to be begging me for business. You need to be teaching me and educating me, providing resources for me, offering to be that linchpin in my life that I can't live without, and then you'll grow. So what I want to leave you guys with, and hopefully I've talked long enough to fill the queue up, what I want to leave you guys with is this idea that as you're selling, as you're working your probate leads, as you're working your other sources of business, uh, don't forget the credibility pieces. Don't forget to offer to be a resource. Don't forget to tell your leads that they might not need real estate right now, but maybe they just need someone to cut the grass. They might not need to sell a house right now, but maybe they just need a connection with a good attorney or a good accountant. And tell them that anything that they need through that process, you're there. And if you spend a majority of your time talking about helping them, even if they're not ready to talk about real estate, they will begin over time, they will begin to trust you and value you. And your credibility in their mind is going to move you to the top of that list by the time they do need real estate help. So if you just come at someone brand new guns blazing, with a hardcore sales pitch, you're more likely to alienate them than you are to build a relationship with them that leads to business in the future, especially for those people that aren't ready to go right away. So I w wanted to leave you guys with that. Think credibility first. What can you give them that makes you more credible and makes you more relevant and beneficial to their life, no matter where they are in the process? All right. What do you think, Jim? Did I talk long enough or do I need to ramble? Some yeah, time? no, that's great. We have two in the queue. I was going to say that's great stuff. As you were talking, a couple things occurred to me. There wasn't too many years ago where all the 
the talking heads and the trainers were saying, call your sphere, call your sphere, call your sphere. And because people weren't at the time, they weren't calling, asking for business. And I think over the last dozen or so years, so many people have gotten, the good thing is they're making the calls, but like you said, they're saying the same thing. Who do you know? Mm -hmm. How can you help me? Who, Who do you know? How can you help me? And very wise man, many years ago at the beginning of my career told me, key to success, figure out what everybody else is doing and do something, do the opposite or do something different. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're proposing here. Just have a different, yep. we're not saying don't contact them, but just have a different approach. Something else that occurred to me, I don't think it was our group. In one of the Facebook groups this week, I saw somebody post a question. I've got $15,000 for marketing. Should I spend it on Zillow or Bold or some other lead source? One of the guys said, take 50 people out to lunch. That'd mm-hmm. probably be just as good of, a, of an investment as your money. Yeah, yeah. so that I, I love the thoughts there. That's really good stuff, and hopefully so, people will take it Jim, to heart. Yeah, Jim, you just said, who do you know? How can I help you? Why don't, instead of taking that approach, why don't you guys go to people and say, who do I know that can be a help to you? Who do I know? That, that can be a help to you. So instead of, who do you know? How can you help me? Say, who do I know? How can I help you? And if that's the overall philosophy behind what you do, people are going to really value you. And I would, I would just, I would go so far as to say that. I would, when, as you have conversations with people, even if it's a probate lead, and I've never said this before, guys, maybe it's a terrible idea, but I'd like to hear some of you try it and, and report back to me on how it goes. You talk to your probate lead and, and you say, you mind if I tell you why I'm calling you? And they say, yeah, you say, because most real estate agents and most investors are out there saying, who do you know and how can you help me? Uh, they're out for themselves. And what I want to do is I want to be different for you. I want to say, who do I know and how can I help you? I want you to, as you're going through this probate process, ask yourself, who does Bruce know and can he be a help? And if that turns into real estate business for me at some point in the future, great. And if not, at least I know that I've made an impact in your life and I've made your process easier. Now, if you can say that, oh, yep. they're going to love you. They're going to love you. No, go ahead, Jim. No, it sounds like provide value first. I think we may have said that a few times before in the past. But reach out to them, provide value without asking for anything. It's going to come back to you. The golden rule. Uh, that's that's great mm-hmm. stuff. Awesome. You filled enough time to get uh, with quality, with value and quality. We have three of the queues. So thanks for jumping in, guys. And we do have room for more. Just hit star six and hit one. Tim, did somebody else was... Tim, you wanted to make a comment first, I think. Oh, I was just going to... It's fine to move on. I, I was only going to make one comment, and that is that probably the best guy I know in all of my sphere of people that I know as well, is a guy named Larry Benet, as far as being able to connect people to one another. And Larry's known as the connector, and that's really his kind of claim to fame. He probably has one of the biggest Rolodexes I've ever seen, and it's a virtual Rolodex, obviously, but he knows just about everybody, if you want something and you, you need to find out from Larry who he might have a connection with to do it, he typically has a connection with just about anybody for just about anything. And so you'd think that he spends all his time mining all these connections. Larry starts almost every conversation with, hey, how you doing? Good to talk to you again. So how can I help you today? And he literally begins everything that way. And his whole philosophy is if he can do something for you and make your life better, 
then you're certainly going to be able to respond quickly if he needs something from you. And the whole thing about that, what Bruce is saying and Jim is saying is change that base. Don't start off by trying to list or sell or anything else. Take it like you'd like to be receiving a call. You got something for me? Great. I'd love to hear from you. Yep. Good stuff, guys. Yep. All right. Let's go to our queue. We had three people patiently waiting. First up this week is Joe Lehman. Joe, what's up? Man, I got a couple of things. Fire away, sir. Number one is the importance of developing those attorney relationships. And I had one that I've been developing call me on Monday. I met with him yesterday, and he handed me a family limited partnership with eight properties and two lots in it, and they want to get them all sold quick. And it came from developing that relationship with him through calling about probate cases that he had filed. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. That's great, Joe. Yeah. So that that if folks aren't really working on that, they need to really be working on that because the same source can produce over and over for you, and you build that good relationship, and it just keeps coming. Yeah, we can't stress that too much, that we say a two-pronged approach. Reach out to the executors first. They're the immediate business and the immediate decision makers, but don't ignore the attorneys. It can be a... It can be a career worth of referrals. Very few executors are going to give you more than one deal. And an attorney that you build a good relationship with, hopefully you'll never only get one. It'll be a ongoing relationship. So good job, Joe. That's great. Bruce, you had a and comment too? Curious how, how that relationship started, Joe. So you reached out about cases that attorney was going through, but how did the, how did the initial conversation start? Do you remember? And how long have you been working this relationship? I probably, since I started with all the leads virtually, it was probably in my second lead set or third lead set. It was very early on, and I'm over two years into it now. And I, I called him about a, about a, I, I recognized the attorney's name. I had known him years ago casually. I didn't really know him. Recognized his name for the case he was handling, and I called him about that particular case. And then he said that case was not going to have any, this was before Probate Plus. He said, this, these people do not have any real estate, but I've got, a, I've got an older estate situation that's got some land in it that, that we need to get rid of. And I went and met with him and listened to that particular piece of land and sold it in about 10 days, and it was really a trashy piece. But And it's just kind of built from there. This is going to be the fifth, fifth situation I've handled with him. And, and then the icing on the cake, when I met with him yesterday, he said, We've got this family property, his family, that we need to do something with. And we looked at that, and I gave him some suggestions about it, and we're going to work with, with an engineer that we know on a little development plan, and I'm probably going to end up with about five or six good office lots and a couple of commercial lots to sell in a good location. So, Guys, you heard it. Huh? Yeah, I, I was just telling everyone they, they just heard it from – from someone who's doing this at a high level, build those relationships and keep nurturing them. Sometimes it, it happens right away, and sometimes you get that call that says, hey, I've got eight properties or however many you said you're about to get, Joe. Yeah. This, this happens. Stay positive and uh, know that those things are coming. Joe, I'll kick it back over to you. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no problem. But what Bruce was talking about earlier Bruce, for a long time in calling past clients and centers of influence, I've had a theme for that 
periods set of calls. I try to cycle through everybody in a 60-day period, January, February, 60 days. There's about 40 working days. You call a certain number every working day. But I, I have a theme for the for that series of calls. This particular theme for May, June is, have you checked on your homeowner's insurance lately? Have you gone out and sought competitive bids for it? Mm-hmm. And I tell them that I have found that locally Alpha Realty, Alpha Insurance, has been really providing the, the lowest quotes for all of my buyer clients that have been buying properties. As they're going into the property, Alpha has been beating everybody pretty significantly. You might want to, to get your insurance quoted. And, and if they yep. say, yeah, that's a good idea, then I give them a particular agent at Alpha insurance to call and and get a quote from so just just a little thing a little something like that before you go into and and gosh as always bruce i'm curious who do you know that's talking about buying or selling real estate anybody there at your office talking about it Mm -hmm. and then what about you folks when do you plan on moving but joe that piggy that piggybacks yeah that piggybacks perfectly and what we talked about at the beginning because you're instead of starting off with who do you know and or even just starting off with a generic, how can I help you? You're having a theme as you cycle through your calls. So you're suggesting a different way you can help them every time you call. And it makes every call sound different and unique. And it doesn't make you sound like a scripted robot. It makes you sound like somebody that has so many ideas. You share a different one with them every time. I love it. Good, great strategy. Great, great results. Boy, you go back and figure that first call you had with the attorney. And it looks like you're coming up on maybe a dozen potential properties, especially if there's eight in this group. What oh, yeah. was your ROI? What was your ROI on that first call as far as time invested <laughs> over the last few years? It's phenomenal. Couldn't even calculate oh, yeah. it. You, you virtually can't. You get two or three or four of those kinds of relationships going, and and you you can create a stream of business just from one or two or three or four sources. You guys, that was something that Chad emphasized to me right away was to start going and calling on attorneys. Yeah. And we've talked before. We That's part of our training. It's part of the uh, fast track. It's Bruce goes over it. And I would guess a majority of our agents never call the attorneys. And if you're going to do it, it's kind of like probate plus. Call them all. But with probate plus, you can, if somebody's got five multi-million dollar properties, you're going to call them before the before the $50,000 condo. The nice thing with our leads, just our regular leads, you can sort and see who the attorneys are that are players and call them first. If you've got someone doing five to 10 probates a month, obviously you want to reach out to them before. You want to put them at the top of the list, like a probate plusing your leads for attorneys, just in calling the most active ones first. So yep. you know what, what what I find so interesting too, Joe. You're such a great example because people can probably tell from your slight accent that you're getting 300 leads a month in New York City, right? That's where your market right. is. I'm just kidding. What? How many leads do you actually get a month? Average is probably a little over 50. Although I had one month that for, I think because of all the COVID stuff and delays at the courthouse and that kind of thing, I had 96. Yeah, but it, it averages between 50 and 60 typically. Yeah, so you're getting, that's about our average number of leads across the country, and you're certainly getting exponentially higher than average results, and it's because of the way you're working. So we appreciate you, man. Anything else, Tim, or we only have one other person in the queue. Anything else, Tim or Bruce, that 
You want to ask I, Joe? I had a suggestion for a business source. Okay, please go yeah. ahead. Um, going back to old, old, old expires and FISBOs that have not sold. And, yep. and by that, I'm going to go back to 2019, 2018, 2017. And because they are a really good source of business, I've got a, a regular coaching client that I, well, I do some coaching too, but it's different. But who has been doing this and has been getting at least two listings a month by working the old expired and FISBOs. Not from so you take those and you filter them to see that they're not sold before you call them? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. I'm curious, Joe, what, I mean, that's a great idea. I used to do that when I prospected FISBOs and expired. It was so refreshing. Instead of you're the 20th one that called me today, they answered the phone. Nobody else had called them in months. And the one, and I didn't even filter them to see if they still owned anything. So a lot of them just were disqualified right away. But what, when you do that, do you, I don't know if you've looked at your numbers, what percentage of them do you think that are two years old never did sell? Do you have any idea? I, I don't know. I know he's, I know he uses Arch Agent to come up with his numbers and they go, so your system goes back in and checks to see if it ever came back into the MLS or if it sold or that type of thing. So you're only calling the ones that are verified never sold. But going back in a market where you're getting 50 leads, when you do that, you're getting a significant number of people to call, which means they never sold. I, I don't know. Now, the, I thought your question about the leads was about my probate leads that I get every month. Oh, no, I meant this new idea that you have, the, the old expireds and old FISBOs. Oh. I just wondered if you had a sense, going back two years, what percentage of them was it? Two percent, five percent, ten percent of them just never sold. In most markets, especially larger markets, when the market was normal, you probably had twenty-five to thirty-five percent of listings that don't sell for one reason or another. They're overpriced. They're not in the right kind of condition. Sure. So, before in many markets around the country, before things got crazy, and, and which were still crazy in the yep. sweet spot in almost every market, things are flying off the shelf. So. Back before things got crazy in most markets around the country, you were having the normal expiration rate. My MLS, typically, I would see 240 to 300 expired listings a month. Yeah. And if you're calling somebody somebody two years ago that expired at your average sales price, probably about 150, something like that. Does that sound right? Yeah, around 165, sure. Yeah, 165. So somebody two years ago that expired at 165, you very well may be able to call them and tell them oh, they could list it now for 200. There's been significant appreciation every, everywhere. Yeah, so that's great. It's a it's a good source if you are a regular real estate agent and you're looking for other ways to create business during this hot market period. That is a good source. Yep. Hey, um, Joe, you're you're awesome. We appreciate you. Go ahead, Bruce. Hey, Joe, are you able to stick on for another couple of minutes? I'd like to ask you about those calling categories because I have a few a few of my own. I'm curious if you could share some of those other those other call topics that you that you coach your people to do. Oh, the the one before this one was when was the last time you inspected the exterior of your home? Looked at your face, mm-hmm. your boards, looked at every place that a that one material meets another and you've got a joint to see if the joints are still properly sealed or are you getting water intrusion or in our part of the world one thing that's really important is 
going out and just looking, is there any cracking going on anywhere? Because we got a really poor soil type in about 65% of the county, and we have a lot of shifting and settlement issues. So when was the last time you expect, inspected the exterior of your home? Looking for all these kind of maintenance issues that you can have that if you take care of them early, you prevent having a major expense later. So that was one. Yep, that's a good one. Another one has been, gosh, how long have you been in your home now? So all the warranties on your systems and appliances have expired. Are you Mm -hmm. aware that you can get a one-year home warranty that can cover that stuff for you? It's like insuring your all of your major appliances and the systems in your home, even covering such things as the garage door opener so that you don't have a major surprise expense. It's a budgeted item, and you renew it annually, and it it covers your home. Would you like information on that? So things of that nature that people find useful to them personally in their home ownership situation. Try to to keep it around home ownership. One thing has been when rates were still coming down. Gosh, when was the last time you checked on refinancing your home? Like, do, you, do you know what your interest rate is? The current rate is X. You're up. It's now about two and a half, and you're currently paying five and three quarters. You should look into refinancing. Would you like me to get my mortgage lender to give you a call? Yeah. And to that point, how many times, especially in this market, how many of our clients bought a house within the last couple of years and they have PMI and their more their equity has gone up so much that if you were to just do, even if you're not at doing a full-blown CMA, you just pull the comps up and you realize that they're 20%, that's at least 20% equity and you could call them and encourage the refi to drop their PMI. So if you guys, well, they don't even any have of you that have... To drop it. They can get a, a yeah, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Any of you that have worked with buyers over the last couple of years, you need to be looking at those houses to see if the number one, if they had PMI when they bought. Number two, what that house is worth now and call them, save them money. They're gonna they're gonna absolutely love you if you just save money. Great idea. Something that never would have yep. occurred to me. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Joe, when you were talking so, about warranties, I was going to say there's somebody that calls me almost every day telling me my car warranty is expired. I think we all get right. those. Oh, my gosh. Whoever the, whoever is programming those calls, they are tenacious. <laughs> but that is a great idea, though. Those are both good ideas. I love the PMI one, too. Because really, anybody who, who bought a house more than two years ago, they probably have 20% equity now, even if they bought it FHA. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an well, awesome idea. And you're calling to save them money. You could certainly follow it up with, hey, well, I got you on the phone. Have you considered buying any investment property? Any plans on moving up? And then the last question could be, who's a quid pro quo? You just helped them save money. It's much more okay or more comfortable to ask for something once you've given something. So I love that. I love the way all of our conversations are tied, tied together today. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me give you a who do you know way of asking that hoodie question that'll stick with the person you're talking to. And this one, this one I call the real estate hat call. So oftentimes we're calling for something helpful and beneficial to offer resources and connections or just to build rapport. But every now and then you really do need to have that direct real estate conversation. And this goes for, I know you investors on here are probably like you're talking to real estate agents the whole time. This goes for you too. You need to call your, your, People that anyone that that you're connected with, your sphere of influence, and 
sake. I only have I have about five minutes before I've got to jump on another call, but I was thinking about you, and if you don't mind, I'd like to put my real estate hat on real quick. Can I do that? And then they say yes, and you say, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I've been working to build out a program for families that are going through probate. Do you know what probate is? Most of the time they say yes. If not, give them a quick explanation and then say, I just noticed in this market that most agents and most investors are just out there greedily going after a, a quick commission. They're sticking a sign in the yard and they're making their money and moving on. And families that have, have lost someone and maybe they've inherited property just don't have an advocate. And, and that's why I'm putting together this team of people that can help with the help with the probate process even if I don't get a listing out of it. Do you know anyone that maybe I could use on my team? I'm kind of looking for a um, contractor and I'm looking for an attorney. Okay, so ask for two referrals. And inevitably, that person's going to say, man, I wish I'd had, I'd had you five years ago when we lost mom. And, and most of those people, they're going to go through probate again in the, in the near future, even if they're just an heir they are going to go through probate again. So I'm going to encourage you at least once a year to call with your real estate hat on and have a very specific probate conversation with someone, short to the point. If you do it every single time you call, you're probably going to make them not answer your calls anymore. But if you do it once a year, that's a powerful conversation that's going to lead to business. That, that does sound good. really good. I like that a lot. Yep. So that, that's the real estate hat call. Mix that in. Gives you a great excuse to, to call your people. Joe, your ideas are amazing. I haven't been using hardly any of those in my business. I think I need to start. <laughs> I think I need to call through my sphere and <laughs> use one of those. And so Joe, I'm going to, uh, so far, Joe's the winner of the idea of the week. When you get those eight properties listed, let us know and you'll get the deal of the week. Last week when I called Darcy, your customer service person and told her to contact Joe. He got the idea of the week. First thing she said was, again? <laughs> so <laughs> can, can anybody beat Joe's idea so we have somebody else? And we appreciate you, man. Every several weeks in a row now, you've shown up with some great stuff, man. Keep it coming. Anything else to share today, Joe? We have one other person in the queue. Now, what, here's another kind of theme of your of the month for calling past client centers of influence. The last September, October, the theme was have you had your heating system checked and serviced? Did you know that you could get a service contract where every spring and every fall, in the spring they check your cooling system out, in the fall they check your heating system out, and it's a great preventative maintenance program. It's not expensive. Would you like a recommendation for a HVAC company that does a great job with that? That's good. Awesome. That's good. And I'll tell you, if, you, if your HVAC contractor is in your network, maybe they're part of your probate team, they're going to love you. If you start doing that and promoting and pumping their business once a year in the, in the fall, man, they're, that person's probably going to turn into a very valuable refer, uh, referral source back to you if you are that to them. So I like that idea. Sure. If you think about all of these, they come back to people that you're probably doing other business with. If you can send your lender refis, if you can send your HVAC people business, if you can send your insurance guy business. It, it all fits together. Yes, it does. Great yes, stuff, does. my friend, as always. Thank you. Uh, hey, Joe, thank you, thank man. You. You'll be, expect, be expecting a call from Darcy later on this afternoon. <laughs> Good job, my friend. Thank you so much. We only have one more in the queue, guys, and we've got about 20 minutes left. I also would, one of the themes that we started out with today, I'd challenge, do any of you have any 
success stories with attorneys to let us know what's working. Do any of you have any new and different marketing ideas? Anybody else on the call? Let's play Beat Joe here so we can get a different week, a different winner this week. We have one person in the queue. We got plenty. We have another 15 minutes, guys. Hit star six and hit one if you would like to be next. In the meantime, next up is phone number ending in 4256. You're up next. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Norm in St. Louis, Missouri, just outside St. Louis, Missouri. How you doing? Hey, and Bruce, what a great uh, training class you did. All my people went through it and we uh, we absolutely loved it. And thank you so much. It's really beneficial. Thanks, Norm. But, I appreciate that. And Jim, Norm is awesome, by the way. I, I have a feeling he's about to unpack some some value for us. All right. Can you give it give it your best shot? So many, I'm going to give you my best shot, okay? So guys have been talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. And, and, and that's all about how we can do more for other people and, and, and being able to ask, what is it that I can do for you? And I love that. I just love it. And Bruce and I have talked a little bit, and I'm building my network. And, and my brand, if you will, has been Norm, the name everyone knows. And I'm pretty well known for that in the playoff of Cheers, obviously. So now that I've brought a team together, Norm, the name everyone knows, works great for me, but it doesn't work real well for my team. And now that we got involved in probate, we've decided to branch off, and we're now calling ourselves the Champions Network. And what we're doing, and we're being, we're getting a lot of success. I signed up three service providers yesterday, Bruce. And, and what we're doing is we're bringing service providers in. We're giving them an entry level into our network, and they have to be approved. We build a PDF that is, says the Champions Network presents, and then a, a splash about who that particular person is and how to get a hold of them. And they can use that PDF in their marketing, and they are now part of the Champions Network. They're not just a carpet cleaning company. They are part of the Champions Network. And then if you want to spend a little bit more money with us and you want to get a little more information out there, we're also producing a video for them. Again, it works the same way. We started off by, hey, thanks for taking a look at some of our great champions in the Champions Network, and here's one of our champions that you might be interested in, and then it cuts back down to that particular person, and then their tagline, and then our tagline again. Now, they get to pay for that, and we put it on our website, and we use it in all of our marketing materials, and then I can take it a step further, and if they decide they want to be proactive, we're offering all the leads that we get every month to them at a discounted price, and we give those leads to them, and they get it in a CSV file so that they can follow up on those leads. And if they want to become what we call the, the, the platinum champion, which is our premier folks, the folks that we always really want to want to offer out there, they get not only the, the leads, they get the video, they get the PDF, they get listed on all of our websites and all of our printed material, and they also get a CRM system called CRM Grow, and I teach them how to use it once a month. So we're and they're paying for our leads now. So yeah, it's and worth, your marketing it's and out. your marketing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they want to be and, and we're built. They are asking for more training from us. So we're building more training for them because quite honestly, most of these guys and gals that are in the service world don't really understand the world of sales, and they can do so much more if they knew how to use a CRM system. And my CRM system, by the way, that I'm offering is CRM Grow. And Bruce knows a little bit about it, too. And it's a, we offer it because all of the PDFs, all of the uh, videos that are available 
from the champions are available to everyone who has that system, and they can send them to anyone that they want. Oh, by the way, I'm painting your house, and you said you needed gutters. Let me send you a partner of mine in the Champions Network that takes care of gutters, and they send them a video, and then that person can tell when they opened it, not when they opened it, but that they did watch it or how much of it they watched, and now they have a follow-up. So what the hell is the system? So you guys, that here's... I'm going to be a Debbie Downer for a second, but I don't mean it. Norm has really put a lot of thought into this, and that program is amazing. I've seen some of the prices that he brings his vendors in at on a monthly basis, literally completely offsetting his lead costs. Now, some of you listening to this now or later might go, God, that's a lot of work. Okay. And yeah, it took a little bit of work, probably not as much as you would think, but you don't have to start with that. You could always just start by by telling your vendor, your lender, your contractor, your home inspector, whoever, hey, look, I'd like to promote your business to my list. Give me a little write-up. I'll make sure to send it out in my next mailing. Could you help me cover that cost? And uh, now all of a sudden you've got a mail piece that's covered for you. So you could you don't have to start big. You could start small with just a little little promotion for one of your vendors out to your probate list or out to a particular type of lead. And now you've gotten a free marketing piece out there, or at least a very discounted marketing piece that you personally didn't have to pay full price for. So uh, take big baby steps or small. Take baby steps till you get to Norton's level. You can always start off smaller. That's great. Better they can contact me and we'll build the whole system for them and make it a turnkey. There you go. I was thinking that in the back of my, my mind, we should probably talk, Norm. Great I stuff, man. We absolutely should, yeah. So uh, Bruce and yep. I talked a little bit about it. And Bruce, I have, after your training, I didn't mean to come in as the bull in the china shop, but that's just kind of my priorities, and that's what I do. But I love <laughs> We've slowed down our approach a little bit, and, and by because of what we've learned from you guys, we are taking a completely new attitude about when we're even connecting with our SOI. And, and other than saying, like you guys are saying today, are you interested in buying selling or investing in real estate? Boy, doesn't that get old. So now our, our new mm-hmm. touch with our SOI is pretty simple. It, it, it's that, hey, Bruce, we haven't talked in a while. I just wanted to let you know that, that I'm in a group and we've started a new system. And I'd like to explain it to you a little bit and get your feedback. And then we tell them about the Champions Network, because this works not only for probate, but it works for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's going to work for everybody. It's any lead source you have. And I guarantee if you use that opportunity on the phone to say, I'm still building the network out. Do you know anyone that might be interested or whose business might benefit from this? How often is that person we're going to talk to going to say, yeah, me? Or, yeah, you need to talk to my cousin. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, we just got a new roof on our house. That guy wants in. I, I just met with with a client, and I told her about it, and she said, oh, hey, here's my cousin. He's got a window company. Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it's it's going to yep. be – it's growing fast, which is really very cool to cool. see. Norm, I, Jim, you'll have to correct me. I'm going to take your last feedback or, or questions or comments. I think we have two more in the queue. Is that right, Jim? Do we have two more? We do. Yeah, we do have two more in the okay. queue now. Yes, sir. Was there anything else that you had for us, Norm? No, no. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward to this call every week. Ah, thanks, Thank you, Norm. Norm. Good stuff. We appreciate you. All right. Next up is phone number ending in 9902. You're up next. Yes, this is Rick Wilson, Kannapolis, North Carolina. I had to collect my own probate leads for the first time, and I'm going to two different superior court houses to do this. and I. Both times, got the clerks there were asking me 
why I wanted this information. And my response was I was doing research. Now, that's what Frank Patrick has said is a good response. But then I had one that really pressed me. Why? What type of research are you doing and who are you working for? And I was taken back by her insistence on knowing that when we know this is public information. How do you respond to someone who's really nosy, maybe? I don't know how to characterize it. So my first response is more to you, and it's a tongue-in-cheek. Okay, so it's tongue-in-cheek. You could always let us pull the leads for you, and, okay, and then you don't have to deal with that question. Okay? Now, yeah. if I was going to the courthouse and someone pressed me on that, I'd, I'd come up with a very simple because statement. Very simple because. So it's just going to be, hey, because I have a uh, team of vendors that can help families with everything from cleaning a house out to cutting the grass to selling real estate, and I just need to know who, who to offer the service to. That's it. Okay. Okay. And I, I always want to ask a good response. Mine was a little bit more cold, if you will, and I don't think it's a good idea. I said to the lady, I said, I wish I could tell you, but when I'm doing this confidential and my employer would not want me to reveal what the purpose of their <laughs> research is. So I'm sorry. So if, I, for, if, I told you I'd, if I told you I'd have to kill you, is that kind of... I would give a because statement, one or two sentences, and just uh, and, and categories of yeah. services. Yeah, that's so uh, cloak and dagger. All right, all right, sir. A good response. I like that. Yeah. All right. Keep up the good work, and when you'll get to a point where you'll reach a conclusion, it's probably not the best use of your time to do it yourself. But in the meantime, meantime, we're here to help. What's that? Yeah, I just want to see. I just want to see what the whole sure. process is because. Yeah. Unfortunately, yep. I don't need this, this to work tomorrow or next month. Well, in seven years, not everybody we talk to every week uses us to do it, but in seven years, I don't think I ever remember anybody saying, man, I went to the courthouse and I just love collecting leads. And you can spend, I spent, well, of course, this is the first time I spent, I have to say honestly, I've spent probably between the two courthouses. One of the courthouses wouldn't. The uh, the administrator or the clerk there wouldn't let me spend more than one hour there. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and unless you unless you shorthand, unless you're like a stenographer or something, you're not going to get a lot of data in an hour. <laughs> so I know that yeah. now. But but what I'm doing with that is that I'll just go in there because I'm very close. To, I live in this in a place where I'm close to both courts, literally 15 mm-hmm. minutes from both. So I just pop sure. in there hour on Tuesday every Tuesday. For each you know, for a month, and then on the other one, I can just go in there on occasion because I can stay there. They they'd buy me lunch, I think, if I asked them to. But and remember, we can get you really highly accurate multiple phone numbers too. I understand, but you got to. I've got I've got the multiple. Sure. I've got the I've been doing this for twenty years, so I know how to get phone numbers out. But I want to try this first, and and I'm with that. As this thing as this thing develops, I'm likely just not going to have time. Gotcha. So I, yep. Let me chime in. There's two things that, that you just mentioned that I think are important for everyone. Yes, I, I do. I'm a believer in knowing what the the court process looks like, what that back records room looks like. I'm a big believer yeah. in that. A lot of you will decide that um, it's not worth your time, but it's nice to know how. That way, when someone calls you and says, how do you get my information, How you know how we collected it. So go to yes. your courthouse, whether you're pulling it yourself or we're pulling it for you and giving you the information, at least get to know that. And the other thing is what you've done is you've gotten to know the clerks really well. And right. we've been teaching that for a long time. Get to know the clerk of the court. 
And uh, I'm a hypocrite here because I don't know the clerk in, gotcha. in my courthouses. But, but it's still something that really pays dividends when, when you're the people that are behind that counter that either you or we're pulling your leads for. It, it does. That yeah. relationship is strong. You can mention to your leads when you call them, hey, I, I, you probably spoke with Jane down there. Did Jane help you or was it Mary? And it instantly adds a level of credibility when you can get to know those people that uh, we're getting the leads from. Yeah, and, and they, they respond because I think they, they're pretty much isolated in there to get most of the people walking that are not real happy. They're sad, they're upset, they're this and that. When you see a smiling face every once in a while, sincere smile. Yep. Although it's hard to show that through a mask here. <laughs> it's a smiley face. I've seen those. Yeah. yeah gonna... All right. We appreciate your participating. Thank you. Last up this week is phone number ending in 0295. You're up last. Hey, this is Jennifer. How are you? Great, Jennifer. Great. What's new in Virginia? I'll be honest with you. Like the clerk's offices were closed for quite a while and I, I just started subscribing in, in December and I got my I got in my first list in December called them in January and then after that I think it was like January 12th the clerk's office closed and they didn't open back up until we'll put it this way I got my next set of leads like a month ago um, and it I was know. like a big onslaught of leads which I haven't even been able to call yet but I did the reason I'm calling today is to give a possible idea it is an untested idea, but it is something that I'm trying to figure out how to implement. And so I could probably sure. use some advice on that. And that is to here. So what I have started doing, but I haven't told anyone, like confronted anyone with this, but that is one on the probate lead. But anyways, it is to go and run the um, decedent's name and the exec, whoever the executor's name is run them on the unclaimed money website for your state. And I've been um, like, I did it for the first leads and about a good portion of them were actually on there for unclaimed money. So anyways, yeah, you run the name, then it, they start asking more questions like your street address and you, and um, that's on the probate lead sheet that's on there. And you just keep going through all the different questions and then you get to the end and it will say something like, there are two two unclaimed monies, like one will say like 200 uh, between $50 and $100, and these are just examples. But anyways, you can see just that there's most likely the same people that are on your leads list. Anyway, so I was thinking maybe if I don't want to come off looking like a spam or not spam, but I don't know how to present it to them because they would be like, who's this stranger looking up my money? I was thinking about maybe putting like a little blurb in the news and the letters that go out, like just a little pair of short two sentences saying like free I will free value for looking if there's any unclaimed money in your name on in your state if you're interested but like also call me or something like that so those are my thoughts that's a new one for me Jim have you heard that one no I have gotten those solicitations unclaimed money and actually I think I got it three times and twice we actually did have some money it was small amounts but the I guess the only issue I can think of is Occasionally, we'll see it on the news here. You can go find it yourself. Most of the companies that will contact people, hey, I have some unclaimed money and I only want 30%. So it, <laughs> my, my gut reaction is if people have had a, an experience with one of those companies, it's a nice idea, but y you might turn them off unless you immediately say, hey, you could use that as a, a value add if you're not spending a lot of time checking. Hey, introduce yourself. I specialize in probate. And oh, by the way, I, there's no charge for this, but I wanted to let you know it looks like 
you may have some unclaimed money in our state. Just make it real clear that you're not one of the people that's charging for it. And the other thing I would say, it just depends. It's probably, it's certainly a nice extra and you'll get their attention. It, it, I guess it depends how many leads you have and how much time it takes you to look that up, whether it's worth it or not. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, no, I certainly, it's certainly worth a try and see what kind of response you get going through your leads. I think as long as you make real clear that it's free and you're not charging anything, it'd be interesting to see if what kind of reaction you get to it. No, that's definitely a good point. Yeah, I, when I run through the process of each per name, it takes about five minutes. So in one hour, okay. I can hit. It does take time. Like It will probably take a couple extra hours for me to do it per list. So something to yeah, see if it works yeah, that out. Might, it's like anything else. We say do an A-B test. It's thinking outside the box. It's different. Try it for a set of leads or two and see if see what kind of feedback you get. It'll certainly, we talk about the insurance answer if people are ready to hang up on you. That would certainly get their attention. Oh, by the way, before you go, it looks like you've got some unclaimed money here. Are you interested in hearing and more? Exactly. I was kind Probably. of thinking of maybe yeah. pitching it right when they're saying, no, I'm not interested. We've got everything in the and be like, Oh, but before you yep. go, let me just say this. And then that way, it might be leading to a longer conversation that can turn turn the corner. So anyways, yeah, I just want to throw my little idea out there and maybe other people can try it I, and see if it works for them too. I like it. That's it's going to be idea. tough deciding between, we're going to have a hard time between deciding that and uh, Joe's. We'll have to take a vote. Those are both good. That's, that's a really interesting idea. I think yours is really outside the box. So thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate you. Okay, appreciate sure. it. All right. Uh, Bruce. You're very welcome. Bruce, you, you have a few extra minutes. We have one more person that jumped um, in the queue. All right. Let's do it. All right, Doug, you've got seven minutes. You're up last. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. I really don't have any questions. I just want to tell you something. Your These classes have been so inspiring to me that my whole business is changing. And I'm doing what you say. Those people who say contact the attorney, I'm doing it. People who say, here's a great opening line, I've been doing it, and it's working. And I'm just really excited. You guys are the real deal. And then that the Tuesday, Wednesday training that I took a couple of weeks ago, that Wednesday sales course, and I've made a serious study of sales since 2012. I've made a serious study. I've read every great book on sales. You guys captured the most I've ever heard in a two-hour period and everything that's sensible about sales, making it so easy and so attainable. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be a part of this group. Thank you. Wow, thank you. Thanks, that's Doug. all, Bruce. That's accolade to you and your course. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I feel a test, I feel a testimonial coming on for foundations. <laughs> Doug, put that in writing for Bruce if you wouldn't mind. Go ahead, Bruce. No, I I just appreciate it, Doug. And I had a conversation a few weeks ago, and it was really good. And man, I appreciated you calling after that class and and giving the praise and the ideas that were shared on that call. That's a lot of times what happens on some of the um, coaching calls that that we do for our subscribers is it ends up being a back and forth and an opportunity to brainstorm and idea share. And that's where some of the the best innovation comes in our businesses is when we're communicating with our peers across the country. And for me, even some of my peers and competitors in my own market, there's a lot of business in this space and others. And I just encourage you guys to get, get yourself accountability partners or take advantage of the coaching calls that we're offering in the classes. Doug, you, you're you awesome. You motivated me on that call that we had. Thank you. We appreciate you, sir. What a great way to end the call, Doug. I'm glad we went the extra few minutes. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. As I always do, I want to challenge you. We heard some great ideas on this call. 
take one idea that inspired you, go out and put it into practice, and please come back next Thursday and share your results with the group. Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you same time next Thursday. Take care.